Hello, and welcome to episode 116 of Outnumbered the Podcast. Okay, so moms, we have a question for you. Did you know that you're going to have such a big struggle with your hair? going into motherhood? (laughs) We sure didn't. And so we put together this entire episode for you on five different topics about hair, hair cycles, hair struggles, hair cleaning, care maintenance, hair growth and regrowth and styling your hair. So let's dig in and talk about hair. Hello and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today's episode, we're talking about something that is both wonderful and maddening at the same time, and that's our hair as mothers. (laughs) It might seem kind of like a shallow thing to talk about, but it's kind of important, right? Yeah. Makes us want to pull our hair out. Ha, ha, ha. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like actually taking care of it and making it look good. But yeah, that's part of motherhood too, for sure. (laughs) Oh, so many elements of this. But I have a little... um, Well, okay. I don't know if this is embarrassing or humor segment or whatever, but let's go. So I was sewing some um, underwear for me and for my three-year-old at the same time. Because, you know, it's all the same steps, just different sizes. So she's very eagerly next to me and I'm sewing along and I'm showing her the pattern pieces. This is your size underwear and this is mommy's size underwear. And she looks at it and she says, wow, mommy, you must have a humongous butt. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Okay. Before the record, if you've ever shown your own underwear or swimsuit bottoms, they really do look ginormous on the table. And you're like, is my butt really that big? Especially next to a three-year-old's. I'm sure it is a vast difference. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was all, I didn't think my butt was my greatest asset, but. uh... (laughs) So to speak. (laughs) You say, shut up, kid, go away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so the reason we are talking about hair today is that it can be a real struggle and pain point for moms. Um, As we move through our our motherhood journey, there's just a lot that takes its toll on on our hair, um, and not the least of which is just yanking it out because our children are being naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but seriously, hormones have a huge, huge effect on your hair. And motherhood is all about hormones, right? In fact, your your hair and hair growth or hair loss is all controlled by your thyroid, which guess what else that's used for? Motherhood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure any of us who have had... um, Biological children of our own can attest to this. There's just all kinds of wacky stuff that happens with your hair. Sometimes it's awesome, which we're going to talk about, and sometimes it's awful. So, (laughs) Um, And just a quick caveat before we get started. We're not medical professionals. We're just sharing our own experience and just kind of bonding together over the fact that major hair issues can be really stressful. And they can also be a sign of something underlying. So if you have something that just does not seem normal, especially after you listen to this episode, you're still concerned about it, talk to a doctor, especially one that... um, specializes in like nutritional deficits, et cetera, they can maybe help you figure it out. Absolutely. So we have a lot of experience and we're going to dive into five different topics on mom hair. We're going to talk about hair cycles, hair struggles. (laughs) Then we're going to talk about hair cleaning, maintenance, 
care, all that. And then hair growth or regrowth and finally styling your hair. Yeah. Yeah. We usually only think much about the the washing and the styling, but there's a lot more to take care of your hair, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, when we're talking about the cycles of our hair, we should really realize that changes in our hair as moms are totally normal, especially when there's pregnancy involved, postpartum period, nursing, um, even just your menstrual cycle, et cetera. All of that can affect your, does affect your hormones and can affect your hair. Yeah. So personally, my my cycle, my hair cycle is, um, well, just on the motherhood side of it, is that I have very lush, full, gorgeous hair during pregnancy. <laughs> and then three to six months afterward, I start to have this major hair loss. And it's like the first pregnancy or the, you know, the first after the first kid I had, I thought like I had cancer or something like my hair was just falling <laughs> yeah. out by handfuls. And I was like, what's the matter with me? There's like a squirrel in the shower when after I'm done showering. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I know. But then after me, my cycle is after that three to six month, you know, hair loss thing, three to six months after I have give birth, then the regrowth starts and I get all this little short curly hair up around my temples and all around and it's just all coming out and regrowing. So it does regrow um, just kind of surprising the first time it happened or the second, third, fourth, blah, 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 if I've forgotten <laughs> what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for some women, it does not regrow as thick or as quickly as they would like. And that can be really frustrating. So be aware of that. Um, my my uh, pregnancy hair cycle is very similar to yours. I've also noticed that I have cycles of oily and dry hair, even if I'm doing the same care to my hair all the time. Um, and I haven't yet connected it it's probably a hormonal thing I'm thinking, or maybe even a stress thing, but I haven't really connected to, to anything. I just have to go, oh, this is the part where my hair is kind of greasy right now. And now it's a little bit dry and I don't know why. Maybe it's the weather. So, you know, totally normal for your hair to go through things like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I don't notice it like on a monthly level, but I definitely notice in summer versus in winter, my hair is a lot different. Of course, my hair with humidity um, gets curly. And so I have curly hair in the summer and in the winter I have straight hair. So I guess I get them both. <laughs> yeah. And you're in a pretty humid state, right? You guys yeah. have a fair amount of humidity. Yeah. We, yeah. We're, in the, we're in the super dry desert. And so my hair used to be a lot wavier and I could actually wear it curly. And that does not happen anymore. So sad. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're getting into hair struggles. So let's just go there. <laughs> um, so that, that short hair that I'm talking about, that's curly when it's regrowing, that's kind of hard to deal with because oftentimes it sticks out at awkward angles or, you know, it looks like horns coming at the side of my head or you know, <laughs> if I try to brush it back straight, then it's just frizz instead of curls. And so like, it is a struggle when you're in those in-between times when it's, you know, getting difficult. Um, when I do the at the end of after I've lost a bunch of hair after having a baby, sometimes I even have like a bald spot to cover up and I just try to fix my hair differently or something where it's really thin and where my hair parts naturally right at the back, right? Like right at the back of my head. I mean, I'm so tall. Maybe nobody ever notices it except me, but. <laughs> oh, I, I have never noticed a bald spot back there, but I totally get them at my temples. Like it's mm. scary. I remember after my, maybe my second or third kid kind of combing my hair back and going, oh, what just happened? <laughs> my hair is gone. So yeah, don't be alarmed. That's totally normal. Not just the clumps of hair coming out, but yeah, that the subsequent bald spots, but usually it comes back. <laughs> yeah. And my final struggle is now that I'm in my 40s, um, well, actually this started before I was in my 40s, but I have gray hair. And for me, um, gray hair is a little bit different to manage than 
my regular brunette colored hair because um, I guess the gray hair follicles are empty. They don't have any minerals in them. That's why they're mm. um, they're different. So a hollow hair behaves differently than a straight hair. And then kind of for me, there's there's kind of a, a gray hair mindset going on. Like, you know, gray hair is equated to older age and I'm just like, oh no. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell this story of my, my sweet friend, um, on her wedding day, she was getting married and um, her mother-in-law was helping her get prepared for her wedding. And her mother-in-law reached up and plucked out right at the center front. There was a gray hair and her mother-in-law just reached up and plucked it out thinking, oh, she wouldn't want a gray hair front and center right in all her nice wedding pictures. <laughs> and my sweet friend said, oh, she said, oh, don't take those out. I've earned those. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, now that's a good mindset. Like this is just kind of a grace coming with a little bit of gray hair. So I guess just kind of having gray hair and not covering it up is kind of a mindset thing that I, that I've had to go through. That's kind of a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, and if you're a mother, you most definitely have earned every last gray hair you have. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of going into that. Well, it's been a few years since I started getting gray hairs and I am still adjusting as well. I also deal with the baby hairs, you know, so now you got baby hairs and gray hair to deal with. Like those of us <laughs> who keep having kids into our forties, we get to deal with that. But, um, yeah, I've also been struggling. Like you say, not only does it look different, but it responds very differently to styling techniques and everything else. Sometimes it's curlier or straighter. Mine tends to be much straighter the rest of my hair. And I'm like, oh, stop just sticking straight up. It's annoying. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm working on that as well. I've tried a couple of different um, coloring technique techniques just because I love to color my hair. It's always fun to try a new thing, but I'm, I'm slowly adjusting to this new thing. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a big deal because your hair is so much a part of what you look like and your self image um, that we totally get, we totally get that mental shift that's required there. Yeah, I do want to share just a side note. Um, another thing we thought of recording this episode because um, right now we think that a lot of you might be looking for some help with um, a lot of hair loss after having COVID, uh, COVID-19. So there, it is a thing that um, it's pretty common for women about three well, I guess it happens to men too, but I'm a woman. So that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so about three months after having COVID, um, massive, massive hair loss is an, is a, a reality for a lot of us who have had COVID. So, um, oh, side note, if you want to hear my and my family's um, experience with COVID, we have that in an episode we can link in the show notes. So after we had COVID, um, my daughters and I all lost tons and tons of hair. In fact, two of my daughters lost like two thirds of their hair, that massive amount of hair loss. And, um, it, it's, it, it is a struggle. Like, you know, the just thinness everywhere, but then bald spots. I had them both at that spot at the back of my head that I was talking about, but also my temples got very bald at that point. And then, you know, the regrowth that comes after that, all of us are regrowing our hair like crazy. It's now down, the new hair is down about to shoulder length for us. So it's having, you know, trying to get that fit back into the ponytail or the bun or whatever you're <laughs> making. And anyway, just know that if you're, um, experiencing hair loss after COVID that, um, it will come back. And it's just a little something that we have to deal with. You know, that's fascinating that that is a, um, you know, repercussion of having COVID. One thing I remember reading is I thought that the hair loss after pregnancy was all due to hormones, but apparently massive hair loss is just connected to a shock to the system. So it can happen due to a lot of stress. It can happen after a pregnancy. It can happen after a serious illness like COVID, et cetera. So um, it's, it's not unusual at all. It's your body just kind of reacting, kind of like maybe sucking all the nutrients 
nutrients in going, hold on, something bad's happening. And then your hair falls yeah. out. Um, but as you overcome that, yeah, it, it comes back, which is very nice. <laughs> You know, I have to say that when you are regrowing hair or just trying to grow it out at all, it can be a really stressful time because growing hair takes so long and because so many of us um, connect, like I said, our self-image to how our hair looks. Um, And when you're trying to grow it out, sometimes you can just be like, forget it. It's not even worth it. I'm just going to cut it off, which is totally okay too. But – but we totally get that, that that is a struggle, especially if you are used to having beautiful, luscious hair and then you just had a baby and it all fell out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I have had long hair, um, not not had a haircut or trim or anything um, since I got married. So since I was uh, in my early 20s. Wow. And it's just a personal um, philosophy with me. It's just like um, a I, I guess it's part of a, a spiritual thing. It's part of my service to God. Like I feel like um, I did a study early in my marriage about um, long hair in the Bible and verses about it and just came to a personal um, revelation for myself that it was intended for me to have long hair. And so um, it, it is kind of a struggle when you have long hair that you've committed to not cutting and much of it has fallen out or it's all different lengths because it's regrowing from different babies. <laughs> so um, anyway, it's just, uh, I just put that in there as a side note that um, I, I feel your pain if you're also trying to <laughs> grow or regrow your hair because yeah, I understand that. Um, one thing that we did use after we experienced massive hair loss after um, COVID was we used biotin. We all took biotin to help our hair grow back um, full and then also make sure that we're just eating a really healthy diet and giving our body everything it needs to uh, regrow hair. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So how long is your hair now? Do you, have you oh, measured yeah, it? I can, it, it <laughs> yeah. Um, my hair stopped growing at um, the, the crease where my very large rear apparently <laughs> ends and my legs start. <laughs> uh, but I have a couple daughters who also have um, committed to not cutting their hair and um, their hair is, one of my daughter's hair is almost to her knees and the wow. other is about the crease like me. So Although that, my second daughter, her hair is curly. So if it was like straight, pulled straight, oh, it might yeah. be longer than that be too. Longer. Yeah. 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 I was, that was the next thing I was going to ask is, do you, do you cut your younger girl's hair? Do you let, leave it up to them or? Yeah, I have left it up to them. So I haven't cut their hair. And what's kind of really neat to think about is, uh, oh, we had another friend that found out that um, none of my girl's hair has ever been trimmed. And they're like, oh, so you still have your baby hair? <laughs> Which is a really cute way to put it. That is a cute way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I have struggled with um, the right length for my hair, especially over the last, you know, 15 years of having babies, simply because it takes such a beating sometimes, you know, falling out and regrowing, et cetera. And it, cu- and it ends up different length. So that's really admirable that you, you have kept yours this whole time. Um, I got to one point, I've always been fairly happy with my hair, but I got to one point probably three kids ago, maybe four kids ago where it was just trashed. It was really lank and thin and it never, ever looked good because I think I, I had just had too many babies in a row and it hadn't been able to bounce back. So I did cut it short and I felt like that kind of gave me a reset and it's a lot better now, but 
just be aware that sometimes you might have to do things that, you know, you're like, well, I'd rather not, but maybe it'll look better. You know, totally, totally up to you. But um, yeah, sometimes sometimes these hormone issues can cause us some problems. Um, I, I second bio, biotin as well. Great thing to take for hair and nail growth. And, and just make sure you're eating healthfully in general or taking supplements as needed um, because your hair really does depend on um, the nutrition you're putting into your body. If you have major deficiencies, you're going to see it in your hair. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention supplements. There's a great one that we'd love to take. It's called Hair, Skin, and Nails. <laughs> and your nails get all long and everything. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll link it in the show notes. All right. Moving on to hair, cleaning, care, maintenance, all that. So I think that our hair should be, as moms, you know, Bonnie and I talk a lot about our self-care. So let's consider our hair as part of our self-care routine. Um, I know for me, I feel so much better when my hair is well taken care of. And it's just, um, I, yeah, let's, let's, let's look at our hair as part of taking care of ourselves so that we just feel great. Like we feel like the commercials, you know, the, the big shampoo commercials where they toss their hair around and they're feeling great. <laughs> that lets that, let's let that be us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I will, will say that for me, um, having confidence in my hair has come about, uh, over many years as I've learned the best and easiest ways to take care of it. Because as moms, we just don't have a lot of time to sit there and do all these special treatments to it. And, you know, blow dry it for a million years and curl it for a million years or whatever you like to do. Um, and so I'm going to share a little bit about my hair care routine. I actually have a whole post and a video about it I'll link to as well, because it's been a long time coming, but I'm really comfortable with my hair care routine now because it d- takes so little time and still turns out good. So, so basically I wash it about, uh, once every other week. So twice a month, once a month, I'll use like a natural shampoo and conditioner combo that I buy from a health store, like a local health food store. Um, and the other time that I wash it during the month, I will use either the baking soda, apple cider vinegar combo, which has been a a good standby for me, um, or something called new wash, um, that I is, I really like, and I can link to that too. So that's what I do. That sounds awesome. I loved watching that video that you have about your hair, your hair care, because like I learned some things from that. So yeah, everybody go check that one out. That's pretty cool. So my hair care routine is, um, I currently have, I think they call it no poo, (laughs) no shampoo. So I use, um, when I wash my hair about once a month in the winter and then as needed in the summer, because my scalp gets, you know, sweaty and hot in this humid environment. Um, but it it's like probably about once a week or once every other week in the summer, just depending on how hot it is and how much I'm sweating. <laughs> um, but anyway, when I what I do use to wash it is um, it's called a, you know, I can't remember the name of it, so I'm gonna have to link it in the show notes for you guys. But it's um it's just like a skin a skin cleanser, the same soap thing that I use to wash my body. It's from our favorite health food store and, and I get it there. And I just use that on my, on my scalp too. Cause what I'm really washing is my scalp, not my mm-hmm. hair because I, I have my hair conditioned to not needing or using conditioner or shampoo. So I brush it every day, of course, and we're going to talk about styling in a minute, but then at night, um, I care for my hair by, by, um, I have this kind of knot bun thing that I do so it doesn't have pins, but it's like holding it up out of my hair and out of out of my way for my kids that sleep with me so they're not rolling on it and laying on it since it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know one of my daughters has made herself several um, head wrap things for keeping her hair from rolling on her own hair when she sleeps at night. Oh, that's a smart idea. 
Yeah, and I will just make a side note about the the no poo or the, you know, limited washing. I know at first it sounds gross to a lot of people. It does, but you can condition your hair, so to speak, <laughs> to not need that regular washing and it really is healthier and stronger and I feel like my hair just behaves so much better now that I don't do that. So it's just something to look into if you've ever been curious about it because that's what led me to changing things up and I love it. Um, another thing that I always do when it comes to styling and caring for my hair is I always brush with a natural boar's hair brush. Um, so back in the day, you guys have probably all, all heard the wives tale or whatever about brushing your hair a hundred strokes a day. And I remember as a kid thinking that's ridiculous. What a waste of time. But there really, <laughs> there really is some wisdom to that. If you use a natural hair bristle, meaning it comes from like animal hair, it's not plastic, um, or some synthetic material, it will... Uh, distribute the oils from your scalp throughout your hair. And that's why your scalp gets oily. It's to condition your hair, not just to drive you crazy. So if you use a brush like that and you brush it very, very often and quite a bit, um, it will distribute those oils, oils and make your hair um, perform just a lot better. If for some reason my hair is going through kind of an oily stage, and I need kind of like a dry shampoo, I will use uh, a mixture of cornstarch and a little bit of cocoa powder because my hair is dark um, and that it smells really good. It smells like chocolate. And then um, I just put that on my scalp here and there to kind of absorb some of that oil. But for the most part, brushing it regularly with that brush does wonders. Um, and yes, if you're curious, I do work out in it and sweat in it and still don't wash it every day and it's still fine and it doesn't smell bad. So you can do that too. I wonder, you know, that is fascinating. I'm sitting here wondering if people who has have like dry hair and split ends, like they struggle with that, if just brushing the oils out into their hairs would help them. Hairs. Yeah, and, pro- and probably not washing them out every day. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay, I love that. All right, let's move on to hair styling. So currently, um, I have a, a bun that I do, and it's kind of a little one in the back because all my long hairs are not grown back from COVID yet, from after, pro, post-COVID hair loss yet. But I have a bun that I kind of... Um, pull out and make it look a little bigger than the amount of hair that I have there. <laughs> um, I don't have a part, but have you seen the side part memes that are going around? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, very cute. But I don't have a part. I haven't had a part for a long time. So I guess the side part, I'm too old for a side part movie. <laughs> Either that or I'm too young and hip. I'm going to go for the young and hip. everybody. (laughs) Uh, But I do comb my hair every day. Definitely comb it, style it every day. I feel better when my hair is fresh. And since I don't use conditioner in this long of hair, um, and it it does have curly wave body to it, um, if I need to get something in it, my daughters and I, um, to get the tangles out, my daughters and I use argon oil products. And those are really good to help with long curly hair when you get a little tangle in it. Oh, yes. We love argan oil, especially for my little girls, especially with that that fine kind of baby hair. They sleep on it at night and it's just this matted mess in the morning. That that stuff is really phenomenal. And you use just a very small amount. Yes. You know, rub it in your hands and put that in their hair. Yes. It's awesome. Definitely. If, if you have hair or daughters with hair and you have discovered argan oil, go get some. It's a yeah, little expensive, yeah. but we right. have found we can get it really cheap at TJ Maxx. Um, oh, smart. They carry seconds there or overstock or whatever, and we can get it like less than half price at TJ Maxx. So we always hit TJ Maxx for the argan oil. Okay. I'm going to use that tip too. Okay. Um, <laughs> as far as hairstyling goes, 
Um, my hairstyling routine um, is pretty low maintenance as well. I air dry my hair probably 95% of the time. Sometimes if I'm in a huge hurry or it's freezing outside and I need to go somewhere, then maybe I'll use the blow dryer. But um, I have noticed that even in with more natural washing, uh, my hair is drier the first day or two. Um, and so it's a little bit harder to style. But by the day three or four, it holds curl a lot better. It looks bouncier and prettier. So those are my favorite days on from there on. <laughs> um, and sometimes I'll just wait a day or two to style it because I'm a stay at home mom and most of the time don't go anywhere. And then I'll, I usually curl it with a curling wand, which is one of my favorite things to use. I try not to use it too often because you know, any heat can damage your hair, but, um, I'll link to the one that I have. I really like that. And then for me lately, all I do is touch up my curls here and there, usually, um, maybe every other day or something, or if I've slept on it weird, I'll I'll make them look a little bit prettier. And then in the summer, because I live in Phoenix and it's horrible and hot and miserable, I will try sometimes some fun different updos because I get bored of the same style. So I'll try, you know, like a side ponytail or this fun braid or something. So that's that's kind of a fun way to keep things interesting styling wise and keep, still keep it off your neck when it's 100 million degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of, um, one of my favorite Instagrammers is Twist Me Pretty. Oh, yes. Hers is the wand that I have. I, I love okay. it. Yeah. And then my daughters, whenever they're looking for a new hairstyle or we're doing a photo shoot and we're trying to get a certain vibe, they'll hit up Pinterest. Pinterest is a great place to look for new hairstyles or new ways to style your hair. Mm-hmm. And then my last recommendation on styling is I'll have to look it up and link it in the show notes, but I think it's called the long hair website. And that's for those of us with massively long hair. And that's like the encyclopedia of long hair. (laughs) Mm, Cool. All right. So to finish up, we hope that you guys have learned a little something or maybe have a little more confidence about that your hair struggles are normal. It's part of being a mom. Um, And hopefully maybe this episode has helped somebody out there feel better about their hair situation. Um, Going back to my study that I mentioned earlier that I did when I was first married, um, one verse that I really, really found, um, helpful and empowering to me was that, um, hair, long hair is given to women for their glory. And I just love that. Love thinking about that. Like it's a gift from God. Our hair is a gift from God that we can use to, um, to glorify him and, and just to, to be beautiful and confident that this is something that we can to use to our benefit and to his. And also I was thinking about this hair is an identifying feature. Like what if you, everybody walked around bald, like you would have to, uh, you would have to learn people by a different feature. Like oftentimes my kid, my kids will refer to somebody as, Oh, I think your kids did this too. In a humor episode, the black grandma and the white grandma Yes, (laughs) (laughs) by their hair color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My kids will do that too. They'll talk about the brown lady or the blue lady or whatever. (laughs) Like, Oh yeah, that's hair color. So our hair is something that, you know, people identify us by whether we like it or not. So let's, let's have gorgeous, confident, fun hair that that people people look to us and and they they can just get a little bit of confidence too. And then the last thing I wanted to mention is I was looking reading um this article the other day. It was um by somebody. I don't even remember where I got to it, so I'm not going to link to it. But um she was talking about letting her sons grow long hair because she um and she linked to this article about um how the native americans uh had long hair and how it was used um 
it made them sensitive to be able to track and in touch with their environment. And this kind of getting kind of weird, it sounds like, but hang with me a second. So when the um, Native American trackers would um, go into the military and they would get the military haircuts, they would lose their ability to track and sense. And like in the early world wars, the things that they had had enlisted the Native Americans to do, they weren't able to do anymore until their hair started to grow out because it was part of the way that they sensed the world around them. So, I I mean, that's neither here nor there in comparison to my son's hair. But I was just thinking about how awesome it is to think of um, our hair as moms. Normally we have, you know, hair that's a little bit longer and how we maybe are using hair kind of like a cat's whiskers to kind of sense our environment around us a little bit. And it sounds weird, but go listen to our episode on mother's intuition. And it just could be that our hair is part of that intuition gift. Okay. That story about the Native Americans is crazy. And, you know, I have also noticed that hair is really an important thing um, for some kids um, and, and really how they identify themselves. And I have been really trying to let go of some of that control. I'm just a controlling mom. I think we've established that. But, you know, when I have kids, they, I really want to do this. I really want to do that. I mean, and we will have some rules. I'm probably not going to let any of my children, you know, get mohawks and dye their hair blue, anything really super extreme. But for the most part, I need to learn to just step back because like you're saying, it's such an, such a unique um, and identifying feature for a person and it can help them express themselves. And if I'm taking all the control, like, no, we're going to do it this long and we're going to do it like this and it's going to be like that, um, you know, it's just something simple that a kid could control and and develop for their own sense of self that maybe I just need to step off a little bit. <laughs> I'm learning that. <laughs> I also think that confidence in your hair is a huge factor in a woman's self-image, which is why it's really difficult to go through phases where your hair is falling out or um, you feel like it doesn't look as good or it's turning gray or different colors. Um, I forgot to mention in the in the topic about, um, you know, hair loss that, uh, there is a boutique owner who I followed for a while and she is really, um, open about her struggle with her hair loss. Um, and she has started wearing wigs because she said it makes her feel so much more confident. And so we'll link to her as well. You can check out her Instagram because she talks a lot about that. So if that's one of your struggles, maybe you could, um, go watch her, uh, highlights and, um, gain some confidence in how she has, has found her way through that struggle. But I, I really am personally of the opinion that it doesn't matter what your hair looks as long as it makes you feel amazing, right? It's, it's your decision. It's your body, but do something that makes you feel awesome in it. And if you're in a rut, maybe try something different. Like I mentioned, I love to cut and color my hair because it makes me feel like a new person. And I'm the kind of person that likes variety. Um, but even just changing your part, like we mentioned, or changing your style, a different updo or a different ponytail or whatever can really affect your confidence in positive ways. So give it a shot and, and don't underestimate the ability of, um, you know, feeling like a new person with awesome hair. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. That's really interesting that that that, that is a symptom or, or rather a, a result of having it. Um, I'm going to start that part over. Byproduct. <laughs> There is you it go. a byproduct? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Results. Fallout? <laughs> That's <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> <laughs>